0: Dallin, have you seen Colby?
1: Uh, no.
0: I think we should probably find him.
2: Colby? You there? Let's just go down these
0: stairs. Where's this door go? Colby? You guys came to visit
3: me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Keep it down, keep it down. I don't want Tori to hear. Why? She She is a mean dungeon mistress. And I'm barely getting enough food to survive. It's cold. I have no blankets. It's I'm not just, as bad as Corey. He's, just—he's well, gone. That's true. He's dead. I, I he's wish dead. I wish he could be with us still. Only there's some way.
0: Do you remember the uh, what the incantation or the somatic components were for revivify?
3: Hmm.
0: How no. Speak, but speak
2: dead. with dead. Speak with dead. Right, go for it. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Raise hummus national. I have no
1: idea. Something that that works.
2: Oh, <gasps> Who
1: dares awaken me? Oh, hey, guys.
2: Hey. Hey, Corey. That's here. Of
1: Corey. Hey. good to see you. Yeah, it's uh, been a long time. It so has. how's death? <laughs> um, surprisingly, it's not going so bad. Hot. Uh, torturous. But I think I'm handling it OK. Mm, hell. Yeah. Which, which level? Um, who I mean, we're kind of taking a tour right now, kind of f- figuring out where I'm best. Uh, so far, three best. is pretty good. Cool,
0: yeah, that well, seems
1: to be closest.
3: We need to get you out of there. What, what who, can we who's do? Who's your pit lord? We need, um, <laughs> we, need to, we, need to raise, we need to raise enough money, uh, to, to, to be able to get the uh, the material components for um, for Raise Dead,
1: yeah. So, interesting fact about YouTube, little known fact, little known fact. Um, every like on a video equals one gold piece in game. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have any of the money for Raise Dead, um, mm-hmm. that's five hundred likes? That should do okay, it. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. That's not so we, bad. We only need five hundred likes. Wait, let we me got the let easy. me
3: let me let me look at my uh, at my analytics really quick and see. Um, is how, even how realistic that I think is. everybody here you know what? We got this.
1: 498. I have two pieces from the uh that I was going to say for the boatman, but if we can make it for the boatman to cross the river <laughs> sticks. Yep. W- so we're not cheeser. there yet. I, f- I
3: feel my arteries hardening. <laughs> All right, let's see. So, my Blade right. Singer video is probably I'm guessing the the one that has the most likes. Um oh yeah, yeah, we could do that. We've I've got 620 likes on my on my most liked video.
1: So, well <sighs> let's let's get to 500 you know 500. a thousand might be better in case we don't make it in time and we need a true resurrection instead right but you gets to
0: choose your form uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm a pickle
1: yeah i suppose <laughs> look marty i'm a pickle so i hear that there's been some crazy stuff going on i see uh colby's in prison uh yes down in, i'm
2: still in barovia yeah i mean i, haven't, I can't get out very I fitting. haven't defeated
3: Shrod yet. Very fitting for, yeah. for for our topic of conversation
1: today. Yeah, um, and then uh, Preston, what's chasing you today? Oh, that is. Oh creepy. my gosh! Wait, that is, is
3: that the one that you drew? It is. Nice. Time it's very.
2: It's, it's very um, screaming. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scream. It's got. <laughs> it's very yeah.
0: good. It was my my rendition of a time elemental, or at least an echo of it. So. nice sorry i just needed to catch up you know just i don't filling
3: in the gaps yeah Perfect. we had we had a big um a big pvp battle to celebrate 5,000 subscribers Tori one took over the channel threw me in the dungeon as is her right yeah mm-hmm. and so it's the ancient um, sacred right thank you guys for visiting me this is not sliding into my dms it's uh it's it's it's, it's you guys, uh,
1: sliding into your jail cell.
3: Yeah. Sliding into the jail cell. All right. So enough with the with, the, with the, with the B rate gags, let's jump into the things that we wanted to, that I wanted to talk about today. Um, wait, you're not dead. <laughs> I've got, I've got a quick ruling question and I've got a, a larger conversation topic. Um, so here's the quick ruling question for those who saw my video, this week um one of this is the fifth video for the week if wow. you count if you count the the quick little Tory taking over <clears throat> from yesterday but anyway one of those videos was on um the on on my throne weapon build right the needler which all credit goes to to Corey. oh i didn't even introduce you guys so thanks for joining us dm's Corey. we've got preston and we've got mr rogers um, thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate having you. Okay, sorry. Um, so yes, the Needler. That that the the name was 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 Corey's idea. I was really struggling with coming up uh, for with coming up with the name. So thank you, Corey, for for the inspiration. Well done. <laughs> um, so it was a thrown weapon build focused on using darts and nets, right? And as you guys undoubtedly know, I, nets as written in game, do zero damage when you land an attack. And a question that I posed to the viewers, and I got some responses, but I'd be curious to know your guys' take as well, is if, we, if I have things that will let me add damage to ranged attacks, could I take that net, the zero damage that a net typically does, and have it do some damage. Okay, so just for reference, um, in the player's handbook, we are told that nets cost one gold and they do zero bludgeoning damage, that they are thrown with a range of five feet or 15 feet at disadvantage, right? So uh, considering that it does zero bludgeoning damage, it's kind of funny that they would give it a damage type, right? Um, Yeah. Are there things that we could do to to cause it to do damage. For example, um, if you have the sharpshooter feat, we're told that we can choose to take a minus five penalty to the attack roll. If the attack hits, you add plus 10 to the attack's damage. Hunter's mark, Um, until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 damage to the target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. Thrown weapon fighting style, Um, when you hit with a ranged attack using a thrown weapon, which the net is, you gain a plus two to the damage roll. So, would you allow for any of those things to add damage to the net attack? Some of them, all of them, none of them. What do you think?
0: There's mm. there's a special property on it, isn't there? Is there any special other... Special to the net? Yes. Throne. It's
3: considered mm-hmm. special, yeah. It's oh, thrown and special. And
1: special. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, reminder for uh, me, what does the special property exactly mean? It just essentially means that it's oh, special I'll tell like, you. it doesn't a mean
3: weapon
2: anything with the special property has unusual rules governing its use explained in the weapons
1: description yeah and then okay. the description just
0: so it never in there it says that no matter what it takes it just does zero damage
1: yeah so here's here's what i'm going to say they put a specific damage value in there then they called it a damage type too, like we Mm -hmm. discussed. If it said the net deals no damage, but instead restrains the target, then I would say, no, you can't add damage to it. Um, Since it's zero damage, anything that just adds base damage to it will add damage. So sharpshooter, and Hunter's Mark will both add damage to it as expected, okay. because they are not adding to a damage roll; they're just adding to the damage. I agree. So you would be able to do ten damage with a net, or one d6, <laughs> right? Sharpshooting with a now, net. Now, now technically, any other one that is damage roll will not work, unless you do add a damage roll to that net. Okay. This is all rules as written. I'll get to what I would think in a moment here, but. <laughs> So if you, if you throw the net and add the hunter's mark to it, that becomes a damage roll on the weapon. So you could very easily argue that now that I have a damage roll onto it, my thrown weapon uh, works and any other sort of, like if, I don't know if sneak attack is a damage roll, like it adds to the damage roll, right. yeah. you know, things like that. Those would work as well personally i would say if you're going to add damage to your net as a dm i would want you to spend a little bit extra to put like barbs barbs something like that you know so maybe it's one gold five silver or two gold for a net but but you make like a sturdier net so that you're not penalized
0: or if you wanted um taking the net theory but using something that's more like a burlap sack, dunking it in tar or something and throwing it on them and then lighting them on fire or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you are a murder sort of hobo. It. Now you're getting crazy. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you think, Mr. Yeah. Rogers? Um,
2: I agree with Corey. I think the, the rules as they're stated. Yeah. I, why not? Um, I would probably be a little bit meaner with my costs. I'd say probably maybe five gold mm-hmm. um, and maybe you have to spend a week putting the net together or something mm-hmm. i don't know
3: crafting it
0: what if uh, i need like what if I, need like
3: what if I need lots and lots of nets that's going to be very productive you gotta spend a while yeah i, I just don't or want just, it to become
2: something that gets abused yeah so I, you know you gotta spend a week to craft it and if they cut it down and it breaks then you gotta
1: spend another week fixing it or you can just use a normal net and not do any damage with it
2: exactly yeah Those that's would be no fun. My... <laughs> that would be my <laughs> options as a dm uh, all right
0: I, mean, I have to admit though the gladiator the whole gladiator idea i've always been i thought would be kind of fun because like i feel like whips tridents uh, um nets that kind of stuff i feel like is not something you see typically mm-hmm. i mean at least in the games that i played and the games that i've watched and things um, but I think it would be, you know, that that to me brings a little bit more of a, okay, I don't just have this useless, I, I throw out and it restrains them. And then the, since they're a big, strong ogre, they tear it open. You know, if I could talk to yeah. the DM and say, hey. You know, if, if I take maybe, maybe I can only throw it five feet and can I maybe get one that's fashioned out of, um, like iron links or something that's a little bit heftier and maybe has a little higher density or yeah, like a chain, like it'd be super heavy and you'd have to have a wicked strength throw to throw it, but it's just a weighted blanket. You're just going to lull them to sleep. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, I think there was a comment on your last video, Colby, where somebody was asking for a whip based. Optimized yes. build. not no, not the first two. not the first
2: i want yeah, to see one personally it is it is
1: it
3: is on the list call it the treasure hunter or the archaeologist yeah i could yeah. do an indiana jones yeah. thing yep. with I mean, a hand crossbow maybe Ooh, instead yeah of a, absolutely. instead of a instead of a pistol Potter all Reed right jones the, uh, the trevor belmont
2: from <laughs> castlevania there you yep. go <laughs>
3: yeah okay so thank you And um, that that I think is good food for thought, and we'll shed some light on things. So what we wanted to focus most of the time on today was um, the newly announced book from Wizards of the Coast, um, the, the new Ravenloft
1: book. What's the official name? The It guide is to Ravenloft. Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. And Van I hope Richten. you're putting a picture of the cool art of Van Richten uh, and uh, uh, Esmeralda and D'Avenir here. up against Strahd. And and we we have
3: met in our Strahd game, Van Richten, and, and allied Esmeralda. ourselves with them. Yeah, that's right. And Esmeralda too. And in fact, I think, who was it? Preston stole something from Esmeralda. Yep. I tried. Um, Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah. right. where we, we we got we the cart yeah, right. spoiler we territory.
0: Bad. We will we'll stop there. <laughs> yep.
3: um, so that, <laughs> that was, was when that we was jumped cool. out the window. <laughs> that was that was cool to see. So um, yeah, it looks really great. Uh, they really are putting a lot of time and energy into sort of this gothic horror theme thing here, which I think is fantastic. Um, so I want to ask you guys a few questions about it, and kind of just go through it, get your get your general impressions, and then maybe talk about a little more specifics and specific impressions. So, first off, you know, general impressions, thoughts. What what do you like? What don't you like? Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Well, I'll go first,
2: I guess, since nobody wants to talk. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think we need more kind of this gothic horror stuff in DD. i think D kind of already is a little bit of a horror game if you think about it it's you versus monsters
3: that's pretty scary so don't tell uh, don't tell my parents that when i was in seventh grade because <laughs> they didn't they didn't want me playing satanic band. Yeah, because of all the demon and, summoning and
2: devil worship and all that
3: right. stuff
2: yeah the so dead. i think it's cool um and i'm i'm excited <laughs> to see what they have to offer uh, cool. especially with these 30 new yeah. lo- locations that right. they're bringing in. Like, that's right.
1: amazing. Corey? Uh, for for the record, I am not scared to talk. I just know I talk a lot, so I wanted to give other people a chance before I geek <laughs> out about it. Um, but I am neck deep in Strahd right now because I've been running the Strahd game for you guys. So having extra material is fantastic, not to mention... Like all of the features that they have in it are look amazing, and we'll talk. We can talk about specifics a little bit, but like thirty different new worlds that are all based on gothic ar- archetypes, also oh, good. Two new subclasses that are in Earth Arcana right now, but they're coming out officially, and both of them are amazing. I read through both of them last mm-hmm. night, and I I want to play a character that is both at the same time, and I don't <laughs> know how I'm gonna manage it. Uh, but I'm just I, just, I can teach I you how to it. multi class. It's really easy. Well, so. I want level 20 on both Mm -hmm. classes though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the kicker. (laughs) Maybe I'll play twins. Um, What do you think, Preston?
0: Yeah. uh, It's, it's kind of an echo chamber. I I have to admit when I first saw the, the art pop up and I, I, my gut reaction was, okay, it's it's a rehash of the Strahd campaign. Like I'm not that excited about it, but the more that I looked into it and actually saw that it wasn't necessarily just a rehash of the same old thing. Um, it, yeah, I was I was super excited about it. Especially I think Dallin hit it on the head having all those different locations and being able to have those different um those different kind of motifs for different types of, of campaigns in their own little kind of self-contained areas. Um, I think is a the is they're great, you know, things that yeah. you don't have to necessarily take out of your head and write down, you can just, you know, use those as baselines.
3: So let, let's, let's talk about the specifics, the specifics because that to me was, was the thing that got me <clears throat> most excited. I think when I read about these, okay, so there are 30 new realms they're like micro settings, they're calling them, um, from the Ravenloft multiverse, uh, each with its own unique villain. And the examples that I've seen pop up on different um, you know, press releases and stuff, uh, I, I'm going to slaughter the pronunciation, but Dementliu, a twisted take on the fairy tale genre, Lamordia with an escaped flesh golem on the loose uh falcovnia falcovnia sounds like it's straight out of uh out of uh, wanda vision um (laughs) falcovnia a realm on the brink of a zombie apocalypse right and others sounds awesome doesn't that sound great now do you guys know i mean i don't know if these are like one shots if these are like i mean if they're just sort of like location setting like and then you you homebrew your own yep
1: campaign. I think it
2: probably gives – I mean, we don't know because the book's not out, but I'm sure there's, like, some suggested story hooks to get adventures and there. There usually is that kind of stuff in these adventures.
1: Yeah, so the adventure guides are usually a – here is a setting – and here is a bunch of locations in that setting people, places uh, organizations, that sort of thing and then you take that and you make your story in that world. Is basically you pick a world and be like, oh I, I definitely want to do a zombie apocalypse game so we've got you know, Fakovnia now that we can go right into and we've got different places already set up. It just makes it easier for a, right. a DM to be like, okay and this is official canon in the right. in the the Wizards yeah. of the Coast you so, know, So So it's,
3: it's not so much like a, a full-blown campaign or even like a one-shot or anything. It's more like a a, a way to jumpstart your own
1: homebrewed campaign. Yeah, they do have a 20-page adventure with yes. one-shot in there. Uh, House um, of Lament. Yeah, in called. one of the worlds, I'm sure, but most of it is going to be, this is just the world that you want to set the stage in and then you want to make your own campaign in. Got which it. I think is completely fine because yeah. you know, sometimes it's nice to have settings. Uh, the, the game that I have planned, we may visit a few of these worlds for nice. when we yes. finally get back together. So that yeah, should be that, interesting.
3: that, that might be, um, I don't know that this would be spoilery or anything, but we, we have had a lot of people requesting um, that we film our, our weekly game. Um, and I keep, pushing them off and pushing them off and i feel like it's getting to the point where i'm i can't push people off for too much longer but but um i wasn't planning on talking about this but just in case you're curious our our current plan is to wrap up a couple of um campaigns that we're kind of in the middle of right now one's a homebrew one's not um and then also uh basically as soon as those are done and the pandemic has subsided and we are all comfortable being in person together again, because I just think our chemistry is just a lot better and, and playing is just more fun and- Online
2: is hard. It is, it,
3: it, it, it is. Um, and so anyway, hopefully that's uh, two or three months away. I don't know for sure. Um, but you know, we'll see how soon we can all get vaccinated and, and wrap up the existing campaign so that we can start with a brand new campaign. The characters might not necessarily be level one. They might be existing characters that we've already f- you know, just finished a straw campaign with, for example, as Corey just alluded to. Um, but anyway, for those who have been asking, that's kind of an update there. And so stay tuned and thanks for your patience. And in the meantime, we'll try and do some occasional fun uh, you know, little one shots as cel- celebrating
1: milestones for subscriber numbers and things like that. And I um, need to be raised from the dead. And and yes, as I, soon as I we can't, get Corey I, raised from the dead, <laughs> I can't GM from beyond the grave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if we're in Barovia. I mean, <laughs> Speak with Dead has a limit on the time that you can
3: that's, use it. That's true. That's true. We've probably already exceeded it. Okay. Sorry. We had a short break and apparently I was able to escape the dungeon. I'm in wow. space now. Do you guys like my, my, this is, I'm channeling my Captain Kirk. Uh, so I thought it fitting. In fact, Love it. I, even, I even made a little.
1: Oh, there we
3: go.
0: <laughs>
3: perfect. Now. Planning well, your next move. It's perfect. Yes. Okay. In addition to these little micro settings uh, and things and the, um, the House of Lament uh, campaign, which is awesome. Um, it tells us we have new heroes to team up with, um, a guide to help us create our own realm of terror. Um, new magic items, spells, dark gifts um, that are that are traits to help um, help connect our player characters with the setting. Essentially, I don't know. I'm a little vague on
1: what that means. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. So, as that was described to me, is it similar to the way that dragon marks work in mm. um, Eberron? So, it's a it's a marking that uh, either ties you to something in the setting. Or can become like a, almost like a magical tattoo or a magical okay. gift that, that uh, occurs. Obviously, we don't know too much about it yet, but that seemed like the general consensus.
3: I
2: love magic tattoos. Me that's too. Like, that's a character weakness for me. All my characters have to have a magic
1: tattoo. Yeah, From now on. <laughs> well, they have so far. Um, Colby, I'm actually interested. Um, what do you feel about the subclasses? Okay. Have you looked them over? So
3: yes, I have, um, and and that was a nice segue, um, because I think I think we need to take a little deep dive here in, <laughs> into into the subclasses. So we get two, and granted, these are not new new. They, they've been they've been unearthed Arcana for for a little while now. At least they've been showing up for me on D and D Beyond for a little bit. I haven't taken a, I haven't taken a hard look at them, because I feel like I got burned a little bit on, when I I tried to do a, an. Une- I tried to do unearthed arcana in a couple of my my early um episodes i was using rune knight on at least two occasions if not more because and they get balanced it was, yeah exactly <laughs> it was really really strong right it was it was letting you do an extra d6 of damage like on every single attack which is like crazy good and then tasha's came out and the official version of rune knight came out and it was a d6 of damage once per turn and it was like, oh, I got to go back and like readjust all of my spreadsheets now for all of these characters. <laughs> um, and so, I've I've be, I've generally avoided um, I've generally avoided including Unearthed Arcana in my consideration for builds. And in fact, for the same reason, I've I've stayed away from Bloodhunter, Hunter, uh, even though it is currently my number one most oft requested. Uh, episode is do a blood hunter do a blood hunter i get that a lot and i i'm probably gonna have to cave to the to the masses eventually um but they're anyway. pretty awesome yes you you having well, currently playing one actually mm-hmm. in in our straw campaign so um, emo so so emo I'll <laughs> right, pull awesome. my hair i'm gonna cut myself
2: to hurt you <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm um cory's not
3: impressed <laughs> going this not really. he, he just has a thing against critical role don't hold it
1: against him. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound like i hate critical role which isn't the case i just
2: eh. <laughs> <laughs> cup of tea for everyone
1: all know? right so
3: so let's take a look at these though since they are obviously going to be getting an official release soon right in may that's when the book releases may 18th i think it was yeah. yes um so you've got the bard college of spirits first up so let's talk about this and and i'm going to go over kind of an overview of of what we get here and and maybe ask for a reaction from you guys so um at level three that's when you know bards get their college uh you get the guidance cantrip okay cool you can cast it at 60 feet that's nice um you get you get a spiritual focus And at level six, I believe it is, at least as it exists currently, um, this this spiritual focus at level six lets you, when you cast a bard spell that deals damage or restores hit points through the spiritual focus, you roll a d6, and you gain a bonus to one roll of the spell equal to the number rolled. And so you guys know me. When I see that, right, instantly (laughs) I go... Holy cow, that's an extra 3.5 on average to every either heal or damage spell that I cast. Um and the part that gets me
2: is the focuses. Do you have the list of them? They're dead. awesome.
3: It's like a candle. What
0: What are they? A skull, <laughs> a crystal ball. I didn't go any of that car, stuff down. Car, car, I, just, car, I just wrote well, down the numbers. I, of course. Did, you guys, did you guys ever watch uh, Mystery Man? I want a skull and, one and of them a crystal
2: in ball. The bowling ball. One, one of them <laughs> is a talking board aka you can just have a ouija board a that ouija does ouija damage board. to people That's awesome <laughs> yeah
1: that is i cool. think that's going the way of the rune knight though that's going to be a once per turn i think yeah. that's going to get nerfed it's got to get nerfed Yeah, um because d6
3: on every heel does it that, does it or... chew up your um your bardic inspiration dice no that does not as that's... long as you cast the spell through your spirit focus
0: hmm, hmm.
3: Yeah, they so have that's cooler cool. I can, I can
0: yeah. see that getting tied to something, Yeah, like like the, yeah. the Bardic Inspiration or getting tied to superiority. Or, or, something or you can only similar. do it once can, per
1: turn. Because yep. proficiency, you know, awesome. short rest, so yeah. Right. I don't think it's going to get tied to the uh, Bardic Inspiration because Colby's going to tell us what the Bardic Inspiration right. does here. So,
3: so Tales from Beyond, this is great. Um, this is very flavorful and not very good for optimizers. Um, so, so you guys all love it and I'm like, (laughs) Um, okay, so you use your bardic inspiration as a bonus action, you tell a tale and then as an action, um, you, you tell this tale. Well, so, so, okay. As a bonus action, you use your bardic inspiration, you roll a die and then consult the storyboard. Basically the, the, the potential tales that you might be telling, and then as an action you tell that tale right and then it does something depending on what you rolled um it, to me it's reminiscent of like the wild magic table or something it's i it's too random yeah, and i don't like, like i don't like the random i want to be able to control what i'm doing <laughs> right um but anyway uh, so i mean it does it could do all kinds of things depending on what you roll it buffs heals it could do damage Um, I mean, just, you know, just to go just to read a few of them warrior, um, you recount the story of a renowned duelist, you make a melee spell attack. And then a spectral warrior briefly appears in an unoccupied space within five feet of the target, and then on a hit, it does force damage equal to two rolls of your bardic inspiration die plus your charisma modifier. That's actually really pretty good, but yeah. but I, I want to be able to count on that, and I can't because I got to yeah. roll the die. Um, friends, friends potentially heals people. Um, you can you can cause fear. You can give temporary hit points, um, and and it seems to me that sort of the the more the more powerful uh tails are reserved for when you get a higher bardic inspiration die right because we know you start off with a d8 for your bardic inspiration but then eventually it goes to a d10 and eventually it goes to a d12 and so the more levels you invest into bard and this actually i really like because yeah at like a 9 and a 10 if you were to roll a 9 or a 10 you get giant which um does more damage and knocks knock creatures prone or you can do a dragon if you roll a 10 you get a dragon and and uh, then you can do like essentially a, bra- a dragon breath attack and 11 celestial 12 is is this alien story. Anyway, so so I like that it sort of gives you the potential for increased power as uh, you your Bardic Inspiration die goes up, right? Because you couldn't roll a nine on a D8, as we all know. So not until yeah. your Bardic Inspiration die gets to a D10 could you potentially roll a giant or a dragon, right? Um, I don't know. I, I love it. But it, but mostly I just love it thematically and flavor-wise, uh, numbers-wise. It it makes me itch. <laughs> but uh, what are your guys' thoughts?
2: Oh, I want to play it really bad.
1: One thing that's interesting to me. Go
2: ahead. No, 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 no. Just you were, were talking. I want to be a bard, running around with a Ouija board, doing damage to people, cause telling all sorts By of crazy tales stories from the grave like it just seems so cool there's so much rp potential there mm-hmm. like, for sure yeah, that we could, could be, we a, really could be a
1: troop of emo bards just roving around
0: barovia messing
1: people up like that scene in wanted where you smack the guy with the keyboard but it's a ouija board Chris let corey, me tell you i know you uh, corey i know you love this tell yes. me why I, I do absolutely love this. I am I am the king of random. Uh, Yog saron himself is my patron deity. Uh, I am just all over like anything RNG is my favorite thing in the world. Um, one thing that I'm actually surprised about though is they don't include a way at later levels to choose the yeah. story. Because usually when you have some sort of random effect like this, later as you level up later on, it's like you gain a greater control over it. And you can once per day choose which story you want to tell kind of thing. And you'd think that that would be something that they would do for this class, but I didn't see anything like that. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they had some sort of mechanic
3: worked in uh, on upon release, right? Yeah. Um, one question that I had about it is, OK, our action is six our, our turn is about six seconds long. Like I'm supposed to tell this story in an action. Like that's a quick action. Like I'm, we're, we're, we're fighting, we're fighting. And it's like, Hey, did you ever hear the story about the warrior? He was really awesome. And he killed this guy this one time. And like, that's it. Yeah. What
0: I envisioned when I was lo- kind of lo- looking at it and reading it is you guys ever watched Kubo and the two strings?
3: and how oh, he's yeah. talking
0: about mm-hmm. the story and as he plays the music the little paper dolls kind of acted out yep. that's kind of what i envisioned and then at the end kind of like that whole like spiritual warrior whoosh, so through or-
1: there's also, uh, there's a graphic novel out there called Irredeemable, and it's it's fantastic. It's basically what if Superman went crazy and started killing people. Um, but there's a character in it who she summons the ancestors of her dead like Japanese heritage in these different tales by talking about them and summoning their ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially the same thing. And it literally is like, is like this is a Shimada, the archer, and he, you know, who felled a thousand demons with one arrow kind of thing. And then the, the ghost appears behind him and attacks. And that's all you really need to get that little spur of energy moving well,
3: forward. That and awesome. if I'm not mistaken, you, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys understand as much, but, but, I, but maybe once you, most of these, or maybe all of them, like once you start the tale, they last for a while. Uh, maybe it's only some of them but but at least on the ones that do last for like a minute or whatever then it's kind of cool because it lets you sort of as a dm if i ever did dm which i don't know that i ever will but i might i might (laughs) ask my player to be like okay on your turn like tell me the next part of the story so like yeah you know well Mm -hmm. once there was this archer boom like you say and you take your turn and then on your next turn okay what did that archer do well you know he fought against uh, you know an overwhelming odds and overcame them by doing xyz you know i mean just kind of yeah. Definitely great opportunity for for roleplay there, no question. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: And I um, like anything anything that makes bards more awesome. Yes, I'm <laughs> so, all for it.
1: One thing I'm curious about Colby since since you like optimizing is throwing this in with a diviner halfling lucky build and seeing if you can optimize it to get the bardic inspiration role that you want. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, okay. I'll I, I'll put it on the list. Okay. I do I do remember seeing a comment out a there that
0: was saying uh, that they wanted help optimizing for role play. Yep. So. Yeah. I
3: <laughs>
1: I saw that too, and I'm like, uh, that's so personal. Like, how do you? Like
2: that's, uh, Corey's, Corey's voice, Yeah.
1: Say. Yeah. That sounds like that's an entire different channel video sets. <laughs> We'll talk about it. But we can talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) It. 500
2: (laughs) likes.
0: (laughs) Um, Microtransactions with likes. Okay,
3: (laughs) we're we're not done with the College of Spirits because (laughs) later uh, we get the Spirit Session. It is an hour long ritual that you can cast. um, And essentially, when you complete the ritual, and you can do it as part of a short or long rest, and you get your friends to help you. And then basically you can learn a spell, the level of which is equal to basically your proficiency bonus, assuming you have enough people to help you with the ritual. Um, so at third level, um, or sorry, at sixth level, when you get this feature, um, you would get a th- up to a third level spell, right? Because that's what your proficiency bonus is at sixth level. Um, it's basically like the lore bard the lore bard gets two magical secrets right this this character gets one per day but but then they have all these other bonuses that we've already been talking about right that's like the lore bard's thing in addition to is it uh, cutting
1: words is that what lorebards get,
3: or is it uh, mocking uh, a vicious mockery? Vicious mockery. Thank you, vicious, vicious
1: mockery. mockery is a uh, spell, so I think That's cutting words. Okay, so easy. cutting words.
3: Yeah. Um, anyway, the it's almost like, well, gosh, why would I ever play a lorebard again if I could if I could essentially get one spell from any spell book by performing this ritual, um, and then I also get an extra d six on all of my spell attacks or heals and you know da, da 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 now admittedly um the the spells can only come from d- the divination or necromancy schools and so in that way it is limited and maybe you know for that reason Lorbard still has a place mm-hmm. um but you get to keep that spell essentially until you start a long rest but then you could just perform the ritual again as you know part of your long rest and have another one for the next day um it seems really strong to me i don't know um, I I worry that it might even 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 with the divination and necromancy school limitation it, it, it almost sort of diminishes uh, the lore bard to me. but I don't so- know
1: Besides fi- uh, Finger of Death, what's a Necromancy spell that you can think of oh, that deals damage? Don't, don't put me on the spot like that. There's nothing in Divination. I, I'm i I'm a Divination Wizard in one of our games. I know that Divination doesn't have really much in the Isn't way of damaging spells. Ne- necromancy, well, Circle and, of Death, is that Necromancy? Circle of Death, I suppose, but that's like Emperor a level 9 spell. Inflict wounds.
0: Touch, Inflict Wounds. Because yeah. You also um, have to remember, contagion. Proficiency
1: Bonus is the limit here, right? Where I, I think a Lore mm-hmm. Bard... Mm-hmm well lore bards at that's...
3: six get level three spells or lower mm-hmm. um and at level 10 like all bards they get magical secrets and it's it's you know fifth level spell or lower essentially yeah. um anyway uh, yeah, y- you, you kill, might be right you they might, might be right the,
0: eventually I don't that know that
1: that school limitation might be enough to make it and, so that it's and lore infringing. bards also get theirs immediately at level three rather than level six, didn't you say? Yeah. And they so. get and they get well, no, no, no. They they get They're, them at level six. six, six. At okay. level, six. level But they get two, and they
3: don't have to perform an hour-long ritual to swap them out, and mm-hmm. you know, and they can be from any school. So yeah, there's definitely advantages there, no question. Um, anyway, really strong. The 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 final um, thing that those spirit bards get is um, mystical connection. So at 14, you get to use tales from beyond that you know storytelling thing, uh, but without spending a bardic inspiration die. Um, that's really powerful. Now you only get to roll a d6, so it it will only go you know it will only give you access to, to the hero. first six. Yeah, beast, warrior, Fe- uh, friends, runaway, avenger, and hero. But still, um, you don't have to use your bardic inspiration. And if then if you wanted to later, you could use your bardic inspiration and you know roll for something better. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, that's awesome. I mean, granted, it takes your bonus action and your action to do this, right? So we'd probably have to take a good hard look at each one of those and say, okay, like, would it be worth doing this for my bonus action and my action, especially not knowing what the result's going to be? I don't know, that's, that, that would be tough for me. As a player, to to be comfortable with that, because I want to know what I'm doing, yeah. <clears throat> and and there's enough RNG in uh, in D and D with being so dice dependent as it is that it makes me makes me get nervous.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just end up rolling as... nothing but fours, exactly, <laughs> and dying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a, a ignominious death.
3: Um, <laughs> Right. okay so any <laughs> any final thoughts on the spirit bard before we jump into the
0: I think it'd be cool to see something like that like a singer build so you're seeing the rhythms of mm. of uh ravenloft and a necro know. dancer everybody take it <laughs> <laughs> so... i like it <laughs> i won't i won't yeah mind. i won't go there <laughs> that that was
3: that was such a subtle uh reference uh, Preston. that i don't think anybody noticed no nope the Brandon Sanderson illusion. Oh my
0: god! <clears throat> <laughs> Dang it! I was hoping to get away without a drink.
3: All right. I didn't have any drink.
0: <laughs>
3: so, all right. Let's talk about uh, the the warlock subclass. Then the undead patron. Um, you get additional undead focused spells. You get uh, at level one. You get form of dread, and this is pretty good. You get proficiency bonus times per day. Um, You get, as a bonus action, you can transform for one minute, and you gain either temporary hit points, um, you get a chance to frighten a target, they get a wisdom save, um, or you become immune to the frightened condition. You get all of those.
1: those. Not just one, I think. I thought you had to choose nope it says you gain the following benefits while transformed not uh, not one so yeah so it's really good better. Yep. fear every turn <laughs> extra temporary hit points and you're immune to frightened which is really cool yes it lasts
3: for a minute as i said did i say that if i didn't i'm saying it now um it lasts for a minute and yeah and and then proficiency bonus times per day uh really cool you get to choose you know what your form of dread reflects it could be it says it could be a shroud of shadows forming the crown and robes of your lich patron or your face might transform into a into bat like features due to your vampiric or your
1: vampire patron what if you um, don the the image of strad yep that would like, be so cool. Or like you, yeah. your your face gets covered with a spectral mask for the cult that you belong to. <laughs> Ooh, you know, so creepy. Um, or if, if you
0: serve the demon of of flesh crafting, his yes. carapace mm-hmm. comes over your face. And, that oh. might be
1: more a demonic warlock rather than an creepy. undead. But I like your style. <laughs> this may be something that I need to look into if I don't get those likes. By the way, some warlock. That's right. We've yep. <laughs> okay. got to get you back somehow. Flesh crafting. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, so that in and of
3: itself is quite powerful, but but then it, it builds, right? So yeah. at level 6, you get Grave Touched. You don't need to eat, drink, or breathe, which is nice. You're basically
2: just undead. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, you replace a, any attack damage that you do. You can replace it with Necrotic Damage. Um, and then if you're using your Form of Dread, and here's, of course, where my eyes get big, um, you get one additional damage die. And this this has got to get nerfed. I have to believe it's just way yeah. too powerful. So because, okay. So for example, right? This the, like any any blast lock, any sore Lock, uh, someone who focuses on eldritch blast, right? Um, if they get to add every time they do damage, when when they are, when they are using their form of dread, which is proficiency bonus times per day, and it lasts for a minute, so most combat encounters right there's no concentration required as far as i can tell Um, and it lasts for a full minute at this point at level six you've got three proficiency bonus so you know three combat encounters most most days you probably can do it every single combat encounter when i roll it that d10 for my eldritch blast it's now 2d10 of of necrotic damage Um, and since i'm level six i get two Lasers, so it's two d10 <laughs> and two d10 um right. plus agonizing blast if I have it plus my charisma, you know. And that's uh, a what level. Uh, at level, a level six. six. At level six. six. Yeah, that
1: that's You being come changed. online fast. Yeah, that, that's gonna. That get has, there is <laughs> no way that you're, you're like, going to be able to do that, or like scorching ray, and each of them gets an additional yeah, d10. Yeah, I mean, you know, like because no. at that
0: damage, you're you're halfway th- you're halfway to half hurl through hell, which is what yeah. ten d10.
3: I have to think that at the very least they would say mm-hmm. like once per turn you can add yeah that yeah damage. Some
2: kind of a limiter. E- I wouldn't be surprised then, if they just let you do your proficiency modifier to the damage instead. Well there'd be a D ten and then you get to add another plus uh, what four at that point, nice, most yeah. likely.
3: I think even if even if the, even if you got to add your proficiency bonus to every single attack, that's, that's basically Hexblade's curse, but always might get you to stop I mean, using Hexblade so much. Yeah, I absolutely. would. <laughs> Unless I had to be a martial character. Um, and you know what's funny about that is I've never played a Hexblade in-game. But I, I, I do get a lot of crap from people for, <laughs> for overusing Hexblade. And in my defense... Yeah, I used it. It pretty good. I haven't put Hexblade in a build other than my Lockheden Bard a few weeks ago since like early November. So back off.
0: Anyway, <laughs> um, it was pretty fun to play. So, so sure. yeah.
3: So this is uh, this is strong. This is probably too strong. I, I have to imagine that, you know, even if they just changed it to one additional damage die once per turn, what makes that so strong compared to other subclass features is that you know other subclass features like your zealot barbarian, your hunter. Uh, ranger your uh, rune knight fighter they they're they get a d6 or a d8 um Mm -hmm. i guess the zealot barbarian gets the d6 plus half their barbarian levels but still like if i could find a way to to get this benefit but but my damage is a d10 or a d12 it's really strong and now granted it's a level six feature not a level three feature like those other ones that i mentioned so maybe they justify you know that as being balanced but Again, if it's more than once per turn, I'll be floored. And and this will be the new Hexblade that every warlock yeah. will will yeah. For take. real. Absolutely. Um okay, so you get Mortal Husk at level 10. This is my favorite, not for the numbers, but for the flavor. So, so cool. You have resistance to necrotic damage. Um, and you're immune to necrotic damage if if you're using your form of dread. And then <laughs> When you hit zero hit points, you can make your body explode. <laughs> and each creature within 30 feet takes necrotic damage equal to 2d10 plus your warlock level. And then you come back to life uh, with one hit point. Um, and all your gear and everything. And too. <laughs> everything, yeah. And now you have one level of exhaustion, and you can't do it again until 1d4 long rests have passed. But still, That's this crazy. is... This is the ultimate. Um, uh, gosh, I was going to say something that was not not very PC. It's 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 it would be great for tanks, frankly, if you could figure out how to be a tank this way, and you like almost want them to kill you so that you
1: can take them take them with you when you go, and then um, and then come back, right? Yep. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd say you have to be careful about hitting your friends with this too, though. Like 30 yes. big. Yeah. It it's is, not, it is all creatures. That's right. It's not creatures of your choice. It's yeah.
3: yeah this is
2: funny. like you use on the final boss battle. Everyone's getting low. You're just like, I got it. And just yeah. run in there, take the damage, and blow and, up. And, and it and sounds take like out my, big my
0: favorite Diablo 2 uh, necromancer spell when you go around mm. and blow up the corpses, you yeah, kind of make a pile of them. And... <laughs>
3: Well, I, I can only imagine that it would lead to some really great uh, in-game moments, too, where the first time yeah. that it ever gets used, right, the 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 warlock turns to his friends and says, get away, you know, and, like,
1: run, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm Bloody going, and, and just, yes, exactly. Orange or can, I could definitely see a character being, like, you all go, I'll hold off the, the horde, and then you're, like, fighting a bunch of skeletons while everybody else is running down the hallway. And then all of a sudden, you just see this big explosion as all these skeletons get blown apart. Yeah. And by the way, there is no saving throw for this either. It's just damage. It is literally it's just, it's just, just damage. damage. Mm-hmm. That is That is insane. Bone shards yeah. everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I imagine that that'll probably really end
0: up cool. with a DC save on Dex or something because you, yeah, uh, you might see that it, it might. It's but two
3: admittedly, two D ten plus warlock level. I mean, that's nice. It's not crazy amounts of damage. It's it's. I mean, you're talking eleven at this level. You're level ten, so on average, that's twenty one damage. Twenty one flat damage is not nothing. I mean, that's you know, and it's especially because it's
0: an
1: area it's of thirty feet. Um, skeletons so and like goblins what's so like 18 20 yeah 18, 20. yeah so goblins you effectively
0: like wipe them all out but. <laughs> yeah that would <laughs> so be cool if, if
3: if you were holding the line holding that bridge blew up all of the enemies and then and the fight was over essentially you ended the fight and then came back with one hit point and all of <laughs> the, friends were like, like the shadows
1: coalesce and form <laughs> yeah. you back into yeah. who you are That's yeah, awesome. Cool.
3: yeah. Be great. so mm-hmm. awesome Okay, so the last thing that we see um, from this particular subclass is spirit projection Uh, at 14. As an action, your spirit can leave your body for an hour or until your concentration is broken because so you do it does require concentration. Um, And then while you're doing that, your spirit and your body have resistance to physical damage. conjuration or necromancy spells have no verbal somatic or material components unless the material components have a gold requirement
0: okay
3: um and then you have fly speed equivalent to your walking speed and then while you're if you do this while you're using your form of dread once per turn if you deal necrotic damage you regain hit points equal to half of the damage dealt um so So that's,
0: that's like the the grave cleric Right. Or like when you use um, what, Vampiric Vampir Touch. touch. Yes. Yeah. 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 Death Domain. Same mechanic. Yeah. Death domain. yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, you're thinking Vampiric Touch, really, I guess. But Yeah. Vampiric Touch specifically. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> you can walk through creatures and walls and stuff. Yeah. So super, cool. super cool. Super strong. So, I mean, I guess <clears throat> maybe this is a stupid question. It seems to be implied, but it took me a second to kind of go, okay, so when I'm in my spirit form, I can continue to like cast spells and make attacks as though I were yeah. just in corporeal form yeah okay but now
2: you have you're basically two targets that can be hit though to break your sure. concentration so it's a risk
1: but yeah but it doesn't say anything cool. about you can't speak it doesn't say anything about you yep. can't affect the physical world right. or anything like that it doesn't have any sort of your intangible or incorporeal right. like that so i don't see any reason why you can't continue to be a badass while you're a spirit yeah. it seems it seems pretty great i
3: mean a great way especially to regain hit points for yourself if you can do a lot of necrotic damage and by the way everything you do can be necrotic damage because you have grave touched so Mm. basically just pile on all of your highest damage spells and uh, heal yourself back to full health and then go back into your body and continue i know i i really want to play this with my rogue warlock
2: that we're doing in strahd as soon as i saw this i was like oh i did i did pack to the blade but like this is so cool like this is what i wanted to do
1: i gotta re-roll yeah. my character Might yeah. be, Sorry. yeah i mean it might be one of those things where we we definitely uh have to re-examine that and we, we've been away long enough for strahd that i'd be okay if you guys wanted to change things up with the way your characters were built I it's mean, I think I've moment. only been a warlock for like two sessions, yeah. anyways. Character
0: building crazy. moment: you die and you come back as an aspect <laughs> of X, Y, Z. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so okay, I,
3: I had one final question for you, but did, before I get to it, um, anything else that you guys wanted to say about?
0: Uh, I'm just I'd, if <sighs> if it, if all of that actually makes it into to you know raw, I'd be pretty floored with it. So
3: yeah. so so here's the question then, and it's related to that statement. I mean i see a lot of people complain about this and i think there's some justification for the complaint do you guys think that wizards is introducing too much power creep into fifth edition as it ages the 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 cynic would argue right that uh, wizards wants to sell books and so they're coming out with new content. And in order to really motivate you to get the new content, they're making everything that they put out, all the new subclasses and spells and magic items, et cetera, maybe just a little bit more powerful than you know, what they had previously. And, and, uh, and so you know, anytime a new subclass comes out um, or a new class for that matter, that they seem a little overpowered. And whether, whether that's intentional on wizard's part or not, um, you know, again, the cynic would argue that, you know, all this power creep, it's stupid and you can't, you can't build a character out of the player handbook anymore. If you want to be, you know, competitive from a, you know, optimization standpoint or whatever.
0: Well, I think, I don't know this, this comes down to, I, I guess people have to ask themselves why they're playing a uh, D and I mean, if you're, if you're playing D D, um, specifically just to get the greatest numerical advantage, which. This is the great place to yeah. learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah, this is the then, place. <laughs> uh, then, then, you know, then, yeah, the, I think that these, these new ones with printed material, it's really difficult to change something after it's been sent out. So like, if you've got a book that this was the baseline, and then since then they've received a whole lot of feedback, they've received a whole lot of requests they've received, you know, they've had um, a lot more finance infused into the whole process of just, you know, wizards of the coast in general for, uh, d d with the explosive kind of nature of of how five or fifth edition is kind of proliferated through popular culture um I think it's expected that they would try and massage certain points where they're like okay well this just this just wasn't cutting it the way that it was previously and that could be i think you know i I, uh, I can see where the cynic might be able to might be able to the cynic and me might be able to also kind of sympathize with that where they just want to sell books. They want to make it exciting they want to make it flavorful but the nice part about dnd is you don't have to use those books so like if if you're not if if it's something that just doesn't rub you the right way for your you and your table then just don't play it
1: mm-hmm. uh I, colby i have a question for you yeah out of the books that or out of the classes that have come out from like Tasha's and mm-hmm. xanthars how many have you used in your optimization builds
3: oh i mean have I would you, have, have you to... really
1: Focused mm. on any of them and found a lot of them to be super powerful compared to. I, I, I would have to pause
3: and and go back through what I've been doing lately, but I've definitely um, used the the Beast Master, but of course you could argue that it was way underpowered mm-hmm. in its previous version. Yeah. Um, let's see. I didn't for the anti mage. Um, the Throne weapons didn't really. Um, although the the quick toss, the new feature from the Battle Master. Um, I guess that was new. You know, I, I would say I would say I use a fair amount of like new optional features f- that are available to to classes, right? that weren't that, that are now, you know, hey, this yeah. class can now do this as an optional feature. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously have overused um, custom lineage. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
3: but as far as actual subclasses go,
1: Let's see. I don't think so. Astral Monk, um, the armor. And that's the thing is no, a lot a lot of what uh, a lot of what I see from your channel is you use the optional features or you use something like Beastmaster or the throne weapon build um, because there's new options available for those mm-hmm. to actually be good when they weren't before because their weapon uh, as you've explained is terrible even now but it's better than it was when the game was first around sure i i don't ever see anybody personally i don't see anybody ever saying like oh yeah this subclass beats all other subclasses out and again they're not scaling the monsters with this too right they're just scaling the players so it's like it's like the if you guys want to if you guys want to play a lower class you're still going to be able to go up against those monsters and kill them no problem yeah
2: yeah, I think yeah. this is them just kind of tweaking the game as it goes and making sure they're adjusting for things like the Beastmaster that kind of sucked beforehand and now it's now it's okay, it's pretty good. So I think it's just tweaking. I don't think it's anything malicious, really. I mean, obviously they're a business and they do want to make money, but they make they're going to make money no matter what they put out. I mean, this is just them this is just them fixing things from the past, I think.
1: So Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a revised player's handbook someday. Sure. Yeah. Or
3: even a sixth edition
1: before yeah. I, I, who knows how many
3: years. I think that's
2: a I think it's a ways away for me personally. Yeah. I think this is just too popular of an edition. They'll probably just add more stuff before they jump ship. But just,
3: just keep milking it as much as long as they can. Yep. Yeah, it's All a
2: right. great it's a great addition to onboard people with. I think it's it's really easy to for to sure. start, yeah. and then it you know the longer you play it, the more you realize you don't know about it, and then you can become a master over years and years yes. of.
0: And I yes. think right now that they're that with DD or just with with you know, um, when they're when they're putting out new content and they're trying to do a lot of this new stuff, I think that they will, you know, to take speaking to that cynic side of things, they'll have to be very mindful of the things that they they do put out so that they don't end up, um, kind of polluting that mind share that they've already created because you've got people who've been playing DD for a really long time, you've got people who are just brand new just starting the game. This is their first edition. It's going to be a little bit like uh, precious to them in some ways. Mm -hmm. And, um, you want to be able to cater to the full spectrum of, of, of people. And I think I can't see them intentionally being like, Hey, I'm just going to push this out just because it's a cash cow. Um, they, so far they've, I feel like they've been very, very mindful of, of that, um, kind of stewardship that they have of this, this precious game that a lot of us, you know hold dear to ourselves and when they're putting things out i I, you know unearthed arcana that can be really overpowered a lot of times but once it actually hits the shelves on a printed page for um you know that's an official content i feel like there hasn't been anything radically you know tugging one way or the other
3: okay well we've gone a little long today so i am going to call for a close thank you for visiting me and my in my in my in space. Well, you better get yes, back in your dungeon in before I know. she I finds better. you. <laughs> her, she's gonna find me. She's coming. I can hear her. Um, you guys are awesome. Really appreciate uh, you watching, and thanks to all of my DMS for um, for all of their help and for being great conversationalists as always. Um, please like, subscribe, share all of the things and Hit check us buttons. out on our subreddit. And uh, love you guys and hope you have a fantastic day.
1: Five hundred likes,
2: please. Yes, five hundred likes. Let's get Corey. Let's get Corey resurrected. Go back to hell now. Go back down there.
0: Get, get back down.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Release concentration.
3: We'll see you guys. See ya.